0: Good morning and welcome to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. Coming to you this morning from the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce radio studios located in the lower level of our offices at 101 Pierce Street in the heart of downtown Sioux City. On behalf of our producer, Mr. Justin Barker of Powell Broadcasting, we'd like to thank our program sponsor, Chris Bogenreif of NAI United. Folks, today I'm pleased to be joined by an old friend and a first-time guest who will be our co-guest on Grow Siouxland this morning. Joining me, Mr. Greg who serves as the chair of the board of directors of the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation. Greg is joined by the president of the same organization, Mr. Joe McGovern. Greg and Joe, welcome to Grow Siouxland.
1: Hey, good morning, Chris. It's great to be here and uh, it's good to see you again.
2: Good morning, Chris. Really appreciate being here in Sioux City and um, looking forward to our conversation. Well, appreciate
0: uh, both of you making uh, the trip. I know that you both maintain fairly uh, demanding schedules, and we appreciate you carving a little bit of time out for the Grow Siouxland Radio Program. Greg, we're going to begin with you this morning. You're a familiar face. You're a past chair of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors, a long presence in our Siouxland community. But as we introduce you to our listening audience this morning, tell us about where you grew up.
1: Oh, Chris, um, I grew up in Mason City, Iowa, in my dad's family grocery store, uh, working in, on uh, my grandparents' family farm up in Lyle, Minnesota. And uh, really, my formative youth was in Mason City. I grew up in Mason City, Mohawk, now the Riverhawks and uh, worked, in, uh, worked in my dad's grocery store since I was nine. I think I first started selling Christmas trees in the parking lot when I was nine years old. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait a minute. Didn't he make you begin by, like, sweeping the floors and stocking shelves? When
1: I was done selling trees, at the end of the day, I went in and okay. sw- swept after floors. after hours. Yes, yes. I was child labor, and I made, I think, a good uh, a whopping 85 cents an hour back in that day. But, but it was a great experience. If he taught me one thing, he taught me to work. And my, grand, my grandfather did the same thing. So I was either stocking grocery shelves or tending livestock, one or the other, throughout my childhood.
0: And uh, as a high school student in yep. Mason City, yep. did you have time for sports or activities, theater, music, drama?
1: Well, I'll start by saying I was not the... Uh, Best student in the world. It really wasn't my my calling, but I did graduate in the top maybe 80 percent of my class, and uh, but I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed football. I played some football in in high school. Uh, I was also in music and drama and. Uh, I, I would like to think of it as a kind of a well-rounded education, but at the end of the day, I think I, I had a lot of fun, and my folks might argue, maybe a little bit too much fun.
0: You're listening to Grow Suland on KSCJ, 1360 AM, 94.9 FM, where our guests today represent the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation. We're beginning with Greg Grupp, the chair of the board of directors, and Greg, what came after high school for you?
1: So, after high school, I uh, spent some time at the University of Iowa, where, where I met my wife Terry and um, we found ourselves uh, living and working in Sioux land during really our formative career years. Uh, Terry was a CFO for a manufacturing company here and she also worked as a uh, uh, with the city for a while uh, directing one of the city departments and uh, I was a banker in Sioux City for 25 years so uh, Part of my, uh, my banking career, I had the opportunity and really privilege to work with you and Barbara Sloniker and many others at the Chamber in economic development, workforce development, and quality of life initiatives here in the Siouxland area. And I still reflect fondly on that, Chris, and I uh, still hold that close to my heart.
0: Well, Greg, it's always nice to to see you back in Siouxland. And you mentioned your wife, Terry, a a CFO in our community. Uh, Tell us about your two daughters.
1: So, the two daughters, they both graduated from North High School. I think my daughter, Amanda, still holds uh, a relay record uh, some 15, 16 years later. Now, is that
0: Uh, swimming? Is that track and field? That
1: that would be a a 400 relay run. And uh, I think that record's still out there, her and Hillary Rice, and and a couple others. But the bottom line is, uh, Sioux City and Siouxland was a great place to to grow a family, to grow a career, and uh, it was an out, outstanding. Uh part of my life. And tell us about
0: where those two daughters are today.
1: So Mariah is a school teacher in Sioux Falls and Amanda is working with IBM as a consultant in uh, Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Well, Greg, please give our regards to uh, to your daughters and to your wife, Terry. As I said, it's always a pleasure to have you back in Siouxland, a past chair of the board of directors of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the market president for U.S. Bank. Uh, Greg, we're thrilled to see you uh, so deeply involved in the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation and congratulations, on being named the chair of the board of directors of that organization for a two-year term. Joining you this morning, uh, the president of the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation, Mr. Joe McGovern. Joe, welcome, and we're thrilled to have you in our community. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us, uh, much like we asked Greg, tell us about where you grew up.
2: Well, I'm a lifelong Iowan. I grew up in Eagle Grove, Iowa, central Iowa, the, yep. Some people would say the wrestling capital of of central Iowa. Uh, there, there's no question. And when I was there, we were the, the, the wrestling capital of Iowa. That was in the mid to late a 80s. A quick aside. Did you go to school with John Myers? He was a, a little older than me, but I do remember him. You bet. So John is now a
0: producer out in California and was instrumental in the uh, documentary we're bringing to Sioux City – Later tonight, folks, Saturday, uh, November 4th, it's tonight... Dan Gable, Jim Gibbons will be at the Remax City Center with the premiere of the dual documentary, which unbelievably, what a small world, Joe. You and John Myers uh, kind of went to school together.
2: Absolutely. You know, he was kind of in that class that led the big sports lead in the wrestling and cross country and, and had a profound impact on Eagle Grove. And uh, great to see him doing so well out in the world. Yeah, we're, we're thrilled to
0: have John will be in town with us tonight along with Coach Gable and Coach Gibbons. And uh, that said, tell us a little bit about your high school experience. Experience in Eagle Grove, Iowa?
2: Well, you know, Eagle Grove was a great place to grow up. My mother was actually born in Eagle Grove uh, in the house that my uh, grandfather built. So, deep, deep roots in Eagle Grove. Uh, I still have lifelong friends from my time in Eagle Grove. Uh, I ran cross country, ran track, uh, literally talked to some of those guys this morning. Um, And so in between running sports, uh, track, cross country, my only distraction, as you might expect, was uh, me being outdoors. So fishing and hunting was uh, always just a big part. And and again, those friends and and the teachers that I had there, I keep in close contact with them. Very tight-knit community there. Uh, My first paycheck uh, was walking beans for a local farmer outside of Eagle Grove. and, And again, just kept in close contact with them.
0: You know, it's funny. So many of us Iowans have a similar experience. My first paycheck was walking beans uh, for family, friends, and after that it was to tassel and corn. But uh, uh, you're listening to Grow Land. Our guest is Joe McGovern along with Greg Grupp. Joe, talking now, is the president of the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation. And Joe, after graduating from high school in Eagle Grove, Iowa, what was next in your progression?
2: Well, I took that passion of being outdoors, fishing, hunting, hiking, and uh, went to Iowa State University, uh, majored in fisheries and wildlife biology, uh, and met some great people along the way there. Uh, did not meet my wife until after that, but she was also an Iowa State grad in botany. Uh, she grew up in Humboldt. Uh, but having met her, that really convinced me that uh, Iowa was the place I was going to stay. And, and uh, now that we're married and, and have three children uh Iowa has been home ever since.
0: Tell us a little bit about your family if you would, Joe.
2: Yeah, I've got three wonderful children. I've got uh Joseph, um the oldest, Jackson the middle and, and then Nia. Uh all three of them uh decided to stay in Iowa and go to college. Uh the first two went to Iowa State University. One graduated, Joseph graduated, now he's in grad school down at Texas A&M. So we miss him but hope he comes back. And my son's a senior now at Iowa State in business, and then my daughter, she chose to go into University of Northern Iowa, a uh, good school, and she looks to teach Spanish. So we're real excited that they, they stayed in state tuition, I uh, will say, but also that they chose Iowa as, as where they wanted to go to school.
0: Uh, it's a wonderful story, and uh, Eagle Grove, what a wonderful community to call home and to grow up in. Do you get back often?
2: You know, a lot of my family has moved on, but I definitely get back. Um, I grew up on the Boone River, so that is one of my favorite places to fish, so it gets really close there, and some great family friends are still there, so... We, we definitely look to get back, and then with my wife in Humboldt, which is very close to there, a lot draws us back to north central Iowa.
0: Well, I don't want to turn this into a program about wrestling, but Humboldt has a rich wrestling tradition <laughs> as well. In fact, I went to a duel there, people don't realize, uh, but the head coach at Iowa State University and the head coach at Purdue University are both Humboldt-Iowa products. So uh, Iowa has a, has a proud legacy uh, with wrestling, but also with the great outdoors. And tell us, do either one of you get a chance to get out and do a little pheasant hunting at this time of year?
2: Well, I always, and actually looking forward to it. You know, a lot of our work creates the habitat for those pheasants, and uh, with numbers looking good, uh, real excited to get the chocolate lab out here in a couple weeks. And, yeah, we've been uh, working on
0: getting those numbers up, haven't we?
2: We have, and, and that habitat's the key. So I haven't been able to go right now, but definitely looking forward to it. And Greg, one of the things that you left out of your fascinating background
0: is uh, how you worked your way through college, and I'm not going to give you a free pass. Oh, Tell us goodness. about how you uh, paid tuition and, and were able to make ends meet.
1: Well, I had various odd jobs uh, through college. My my family didn't have the means to uh, to support me through college, so I had to work my way through and uh, one of the most interesting jobs I had was I was a prison guard at the Iowa State Penitentiary and and so I was a summer intern there and then I worked throughout the school year and would uh, basically guard and protect inmates at the uh, state hospital in Iowa City when when I was on call so uh, that was an interesting but I did decide that probably uh, uh, corrections was not a career for me and somehow or other by default or by design, I ended up in banking, which is still pretty close to the criminal, criminal element. So now might careful, argue. you don't mean that at <laughs> all. No, I say it endearingly. Yes. Uh, I appreciate you both coming into Sioux City this
0: morning to be with us. Uh, our guest on Grow Sioux Land today, Greg Grupp. Uh, the chair of the board of directors of the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation. Joining Greg, uh, a resident of of Central Iowa, a native of Eagle Grove, Iowa, Mr. Joe McGovern, who serves as the president of the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation. A quick reminder before we go to commercial break, this Tuesday is election day. There are city council and school board elections. If you haven't voted already, please take the opportunity to get out and support the candidate of your choice. It's critically important uh, to the long-term legacy of leadership in our Siouxland community. We'll be right back with more on Grow Siouxland after this short commercial break. Looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial property in Siouxland? One call is all you need. NAI United, the largest and highest producing commercial real estate firm in Siouxland. Speak with Bo Bronger, Nick Madsen, Aaron Rooney, Nate Connolly, or Chris Boganreed. NAI United has the answers to your questions for commercial real estate in all corners of Siouxland. All NAI agents are licensed in Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Put NAI United to work for you today. Go to NAIUnited.com and learn more. NAI United, uniquely positioned to serve your needs. Welcome back to Grow Siouxland, Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative, your host on Grow Siouxland each Saturday morning on this Powell Broadcasting radio station. We're pleased to have Greg Grupp, who serves as the chair of the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation, in studio this morning. The Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation is a statewide 501c3 not-for-profit conference conservation organization. Joining Mr. Grupp is Joe McGovern, the president of the organization. Joe, we're so pleased that you've decided to spend part of your day with us uh, in Sioux City, and I want to begin the second half of our program by asking you, for those who may not be familiar uh, with the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation, tell us the, the primary focus and purpose of your organization.
2: You bet, Chris. Thank you. Well, it, our organization was created in 1979 by then Governor Ray and business leaders from around the state that saw a need that we have a private nonprofit conservation group that could help our public partners. At that time, the Conservation Commission or now the Iowa DNR, but also our County Conservation Boards and our Fish Wildlife Service. They saw the need for that group to help create new public parks, trails, and wildlife areas. And since that time in 1979, we're gonna be celebrating our 45th anniversary next summer and we'll be have protected nearly 200,000 acres. And that's all been done in partnership with all those conservation groups, but also private landowners, business leaders, trying to make our state better.
0: And as we talk about the importance of the organization, the history of the organization, how long have you served as president? How long have you been affiliated with this organization?
2: I've been uh, involved with INHF for 25 years. My first 13 years were uh, as the Land Stewardship Director, and now I'm in my 11th year as President.
0: And Greg, I know that you've been involved as a volunteer. How long have you been
1: involved with the organization? I've been involved for a little over 10 years now. I was first inter- introduced to uh, Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation when uh, I met some of its uh, directors and staff on a uh that started in Sioux City. Uh, well over a decade ago. And
0: you've been involved. You've had various roles. You've now ascended to chair of the board of directors. It's a two-year term, uh, just beginning. What is your vision? What do you hope to accomplish in the next 24 months on behalf of INHF? I
1: I, I hope, Chris, that we're able to really focus on uh, parks, trails, wildlife areas, those outdoor amenities and assets that are critical to creating a, a quality outdoor experience in the state of Iowa, but also a critical component to workforce and economic development. In the work that you and I did together, and in, in decades past, um, we really came to appreciate the value of parks, recreation trails. Uh, when it comes to that young, vibrant, skilled workforce that we really desire and need today and uh, the priorities of that that generation is entirely different I think you know it used to be we wanted to just pick a place get a job and then we'll figure out what's around us now that young vibrant workforce is looking at communities and saying what is it to have to offer me whether it's affordable housing low taxes access to health care but they're really looking for outdoor uh, experiences and Debbie Durham and her own Uh, role as the uh, director for economic development for the state of Iowa. She ranks it as among the top three uh, outdoor recreation uh, amenities as key to recruiting good workforce.
0: Well, Greg, I I know that um, the number one challenge faced by many of our executives in growing their businesses and growing the state of Iowa's economy is focused on workforce and attracting workforce. And a huge component Is those quality of life amenities and the focus of of your organization on outdoor recreation critically important? You and I spent a lot of years working on what I called bike trails, and you said, no, Chris, they're linear parks. You still remember that. Yes, if I remember correctly, linear parks. How important is that? to the work that you're doing today?
1: Well, look no further than uh, hosting RAGBRAI this this past year and the thousands of people it brought to Sioux City. That is one segment of workforce that we would like to draw to the state of Iowa. And it is so important that we saw our own business community here in Siouxland. You look at uh, Mike Wells and his uh, advocating for the plywood trail. Uh, we look at the Chesterman family and their work on the uh, the bike trail at Combe Park, and there there's some there's some pretty uh, powerful business people, potent business people that understand the value of having these amenities for the workforce that they need. So um, at, at the end of the day, I think, uh, I, I think we need to continue that, that path. When I started in Siouxland working here, we had fewer than 10 miles of recreation trail. Today, with what we have in process and Uh, under construction as well as what's existing we're going to have over a hundred mile trail network in the tri-state area that's huge and that's going to be one of the crown jewels of Siouxland and we can thank people like Dan Heisel, Matt Salvatore and many community leaders that are making that happen.
0: Well I know that we uh, owe thanks to Governor Kim Reynolds and the Destination Iowa program as well. Uh, When Governor Reynolds was here recently for the Tri-State Governors Conference uh, she reminded us that uh, the, the Sioux City Metro was the very first First to apply for the Destination Iowa grant program, and we leveraged uh, about $20 million to connect Lamar's to Merrill to Hinton to Sergeant Bluff to Sioux City. And, of course, now, thanks to the work of, of several people, including Matt Salvatore, uh, including Stan Sherman, we're going to connect uh, the old boat club bridge Uh, and have iowa and south dakota on that as well and shifting to joe mcgovern the president of the iowa natural heritage foundation joe i'm sure there are listeners that are learning uh, for the first time uh, about uh, some of the specific programs that you guys offer Uh, i think there might also be listeners who may have land or may have interest in financially supporting your organization what message would you have for them this morning
2: Well, that's a great question, and I really appreciate all of our supporters, and we get it in so many different ways. But none of our work would be possible without landowners. Everything we do is in partnership. Everything we do is from willing sellers or donors. So that's really important that we build those relationships. On the other side of that, all of our support is private. We don't take any government money. We definitely have um, very committed supporters over the last 40, 45 years uh, who have made our work possible. So without them, none of our work would, would happen. And so if you are a landowner
0: or you have uh, a legacy farm in the state of Iowa, and maybe the kids and the grandkids uh, aren't interested in that um, a family is trying to figure out exactly what to do with a piece of property uh, within the jurisdictional boundaries of the state of Iowa. If the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation pops up on the radar screen, how would they go about uh, getting in touch with
2: you and learning more about the programs you offer? You bet. Well, the best thing they could do is go to iowalandoptions.org. We have a website that is specifically created for landowners' options. And what I want everyone to know is no matter what you're deciding, we want you to have as many options as possible. We want that menu to be full. So you may wanna pass this down to your children and that's great. But what if you wanna see that preserved in perpetuity? What if you wanna see your land become the next park or the next trail or the next wildlife area? You have options and there's all sorts of ways to do it. We look at this as a way to educate landowners on their choices and hope that they can make the best choice for them and their legacy. And Greg, not only uh, do you accept land
0: donations, uh, but if people want to financially support the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation, you're open to that as well.
1: Absolutely. For information, you can simply go to uh, INHF.org and uh, certainly learn more about the Iowa Natural Heritage, Heritage Foundation there. Uh, but I would also encourage, if you're interested in conservation if you're interested in outdoor recreation, engage with your local county conservation board. Dan Heisel runs a great organization there and has a great team. Uh, engage with our partners, whether it be Pheasants Forever, Ducks Unlimited. Uh, lots of opportunity uh, to engage in, in, in conservation. Uh, but, Chris, I really want to thank you and the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce. I mean, the, you have taken the lead in uh, outdoor recreation, quality of life initiatives, and clearly understand the value of those initiatives as it relates to workforce economic development and uh, you're really the model for the state and we appreciate that.
0: Well, those are very kind words and uh, Siouxland is proud of our legacy. We're proud uh, that one of our own, Greg Rupp, uh, has just ascended to the role of chair of the board of directors of the Iowa Natural Heritage uh, Foundation, a gentleman farmer, a retired banker, a former member of our Sioux City Community School District uh, board of directors. Greg, we appreciate everything that you have contributed to our Siouxland uh, community and our economy over the years and thanks for bringing your colleague, the president of your organization, Mr. Joe McGovern, to join us on Grow Siouxland. Appreciate both of you being in studio.
1: Well, thank you very much, Chris. And we got to give a quick shout out to John Gray, who is our uh, local director here in Northwest Iowa. So he does a lot of work for us as well.
0: Well, thank you both for coming in, spending part of your Saturday, Joe. A pleasure to have you with us. And uh, Greg, you're always welcome back in Siouxland. Folks, that's it for this edition of Grow Siouxland. Don't forget to vote on Tuesday. We'll be back with more next Saturday morning. Make it a great weekend.